you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film, Tobey Maguire. I am joined, as always, by a sequel to my prequel, a tall old tree and a strong old tree, Madison Jones, Tobey Maguire. Madison Jones, are you in good form? This movie sucked, Tobey Maguire. This movie was so awful. It was pretty bad. I know, look, you and I have not spoken really about this movie uh, since you and I both, you watched it for probably the first time or like for the first time in decades at yeah. least this is uh, a school film i you and i were writing on friday uh, another project that we're working on and i mentioned johnny train and you looked at me quietly for a solid probably 10 seconds before you went i'm gonna save it for the episode and was, that's what i knew oh madison hated this movie madison hates hated this because you did you just looked at me completely emotionless for 10 full seconds and then went, we'll talk about it in the episode what a fart of a film this was. <laughs> what a long, unodorous, un, un long fart this of the film this was. Wouldn't that be ideal, though? An odorless fart? No, because it's, it's even more pointless. <laughs> Follow my logic here. God, this movie... Is so awful, and I don't know if you particularly chose it because you knew I would hate it uh, as much as I did. I knew you wouldn't like it. Like I knew it was bad. I also it was mostly one because we're coming up on Fourth of July. Like I had this on my li- like my little like list of notes of like movies that I should challenge you for and what I might use as like the condition. And this had been on there, and I started coming up on Fourth of July, and I thought this will be perfect. And then also because of the the twist of the condition the that song. I set for you, the song. Yeah, uh, let me. Tell I agree you that some... this movie's yeah. Uh huh. You know, go ahead. Let me tell you something about the song because <laughs> I looked up the song before I watched the movie. Uh-huh. Um, and um i found um i found it on youtube um and the first option was the clip from the movie that it was from Uh the second option was the song played over a still image of the don't tread on me flag so uh (laughs) that's i did not know that (laughs) i think it's been i mean it's a good song though i think it's been a bit co-opted probably by by some particular people um but no i I feel like you could say that about a lot of like any song about standing up for your rights and tyrants and everything is going to be co-opted eventually yeah yeah but um no i honestly like i'm bashing it's not like a super like fucking america movie it it's is like it, it, it really is it's just more of a history movie like really it's like is. the grade school yeah hoorah all of the american founders really believed in freedom and liberty and like none of the sort of nuance also it's like everybody they all believed in freedom and liberty except for slaves and freedom and liberty and they just loved freedom except for slaves and it was so good and like yeah 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 it's like the um sanitize it's a very sanitized version of america like it's what you'd get in any elementary american elementary school history class right like 
at least when I was growing up. It's based off of... a young adult novel or like a, a, like a uh, kids lit novel. First of all, second of all, it's Disney in 1957. Like yeah. it's all of the makings of um, being the most bland sanitized. I think is the right word for it. Cause I don't think it's propaganda really. Yeah. I mean, the one guy, the old guy's very long speech about how freedom is such a simple thing, but a complex idea. And he ends up at one point monologuing about the serfs in Russia. Like, yeah, that is a little much. But generally speaking, the film is just a lot more like it's not a good movie at all. It's not. And, you know, it's one thing if you wanted to tell like a story, like a very sanitized story about like the American Revolution and the Sons of Liberty, Mm -hmm. the Founding Fathers kind of thing. Um, But it's told like while we're following the most least charismatic boy ever (laughs) jackson jackson at one point tweeted watching this with me because i'd never really seen it before tweeted i feel like i'm always two minutes away from johnny tremaine yelling about how he needs to go to tashi station the actor's name is like how how like stevenson or how something like that Mm -hmm. um and uh, i'm sorry i don't have that at the ready his first name is hal hal jordan he is the green lantern um that's your pitch right yeah it is um (laughs) but the way he delivers the lines he says it was just the most blankest look on his face this this person at least at this point in his his career he was not a seasoned actor whatsoever um because the other people in the movie do a way better job (laughs) than him like it's it just all of his lines are said so robotically uh like as if he, like someone like turns on his switch and he just said his like catchphrase or whatever um yeah good. i was i no nothing i was i agree like he was not very good like um sebastian cabot for the record i now have the imdb page pulled up i didn't know the, any of these people's names uh sebastian cabot who was jonathan light the the british guy yeah. that johnny supposedly related to uh, he was really good in this. Yeah, and I looked really him up good. during the movie. He's uh, Bagheera in Disney's The Jungle Book. He's also oh. the voiceover for Sword in the Stone. Oh, okay. Which because the whole time I was like, I know his voice. I don't know. I can't think of what it is. I looked up. He's um, Sir Ector supposedly, and then also um, the narrator of the Sword in the Stone. Also, that it's Hal Stallmaster. Hal Stallmaster. There we go. Great last name. Mm-hmm. Actually, a great name in general. Uh, yeah, Hall Style Master is pretty good. You don't see a lot of howls in it anymore. Not a lot of howls. Two thousand one, a Space Odyssey kind of ruined the howl thing. Yeah, he he did a great job. And now that you said that he was Bagheera, that that sounds that 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 that's clicking with me. I... But yeah, um, I don't recommend recommend watching this movie no. if you're like itching for. Look up it. the song on YouTube. Don't watch this. Don't the don't watch the racist one. Yeah, don't watch don't watch the one over the still image of the don't tread on me flag, please. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. So like the song. That. I mean, it is it is a kind of a club banger. Like it's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. No, it is. It it's it's a. It's, it's catchy a, to say the least. Though it's catchy. At least it grant is. me that. Yeah, it's catchy. Yeah, I'll grant you that. <laughs> I can't believe the hostile energy you have coming into this episode, where I made you watch Johnny Tremaine and write a song. I um I don't know. Like when you say it's like a club I feel banger, so I just, attacked right now. 
when I when I when I when you when you say it's a club banger, I just don't imagine you like getting a record player out and like no, sitting in I your mean... room and like listening to this like fist pumping like to this. <laughs> I'll play a little bit of it. Like I'll, oh, oh, we're oh, gonna. I'm. I, I uh, your, it's your club. edit. It's your edit. But we're gonna put the whole song at the end of the episode. We are okay. Oh, we. I, I see. I mean, people go find it. At least we'll put a snippet. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll put it. I I don't think we'll get copyright strike for this sons of liberty song i mean um, yeah yeah we'll let you be the judge i will put it at the end of the i, I will put it at, at the end um oh my god, god. <laughs> <laughs> oh look i do listen to the song every so often and it's it, like with the the timber of the voices and the fight like i don't it's not like i don't like get fucking ripped to this song. <laughs> it's like I, it's not your I'll, workout, and I'll be like it, yeah, it's an earworm and it's got a good tempo. It's like I'll put it on for like high energy music, but it's not necessarily like one where I'm just like getting fucking nasty it's... and <laughs> bopping around. Yeah. Nobody fucks I to the fuck. Sons of Sons of Liberty song. I mean, I think probably the people who put it over that over uh, still the... image of the Don't Tread on Me flag <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, fucked the song. They might. Jesus Christ! What a horrifying <laughs> image. Um, oh my god so funny <laughs> i just i'm imagining it like like in the literal sense of a club banger this playing at a club full of people <laughs> just like they're like just fucking writhing sweaty covered in glitter and like stuff <laughs> like, glow, sticks. Fucking, like, glow sticks always pay the tyrant's fee Never something something liberty tree <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, hold on. This would be one of those dances like the cha-cha slider that has specific steps to it. Oh, uh, it would. If it's yeah. a club music, because it's like a marching t- like tune, it would definitely have steps to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah I, dare we? We were at 11 minutes. Dare we just parse out what the dance steps to the Sons of Liberty would be? Um, I imagine Fuck the it's movie. A lot I don't of... even care what you've done anymore. Fuck, throw it away. We're doing this. <laughs> I, I'd imagine it's a lot of like stamping in place and then yeah. like kind of like while you're stamping in place you're like gesturing to the side or something like and like it's kind of like more like a cheerleader like sort of like dance kind of like um like cheerleader dance than more of a like a yeah actual like ballet it had to be some kind of like remix that. if it's gonna have like oh my god moves, probably i wonder if there is a remix of this a that'd be fucking remix. hilarious it's a french core thing i doubt it i bet there's a bunch of different songs called sons of liberty Oh, you know what we might be running into during this search is that um, there is because uh, something I did find when we were uh, when I was looking up the song is that uh, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid, uh... the video game, its second game or one of its games is called Sons of Liberty, and it also has a theme that's very techno heavy. So um, we probably won't find this. I'll just I'll just throw in a little bit of the Metal Gear Solid Sons of Liberty.
Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's go ahead and transition then into our letters for this week. I only have a couple. Uh, let me go ahead and pull those up. Uh, our first review comes from Simotron, who gave this one star. Johnny Tremaine? More like Johnny Trashmane. Yeah, I'm good at this wordplay stuff. End of Jesus review. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I would probably throw this in the trash if I had it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read the next, man, um, the next letter for you, Madison, and then I actually owe you an apology. Okay. Uh, not for this review, but about Letterbox okay. in general. Okay. If we cut this, I'll do the same bit again the next time. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, our last review comes from Dan Gartner, who gave this two and a half stars. Disney's Johnny Tremaine is Americana hokum, and I like it. This film makes me hate the British so much. I hate them. Hate, 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 hate them. End of review. <laughs> um, do you think like people still hate the British? Oh yeah, I'm sure. You think? Just oh yeah, I'm sure there for are. the tea for the tea party thing. You think people are still holding on to that? Oh, and people are still be. like, like just a long, long grudge about the tea, the tea thing. Yeah, I mean, I there's absolutely no way there isn't somebody, at least somebody, like one family in this country that's not over that. Real question, um, and this is kind of a side tangent, um, because I should have asked it earlier. Was Johnny Tremaine a real person, or was he a completely fictionalized so. person I think... made up for this movie and book? My guess would be, having not done any research, that if he existed, it was to the extent of the man in the iron mask existed. In that, if you recall at the beginning of the movie, there's like the thing about how when they stormed the Bastille, they found the ledgers and there was one prisoner, the man in the iron mask. And like, mm-hmm. but nobody had any idea what that was. Alexander Dumas just like spun that into a novel idea. Like, so like that might be the case with Johnny Tremaine, but I don't think he actually existed. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm not sure uh either because it seems like just there's like stuff added like oh like there was someone who ran to the the church for the lanterns Mm -hmm. thing it's like that could have been somebody maybe it's sort of like maybe it's sort of like forrest gump where you're kind of like filling in the gaps where you're filling in the the gaps revolutionary war forrest gump he's the um the motor the motor between the bricks of of the american (laughs) revolution uh (laughs) well um before we finish out tomatoes, like I said, I owe an apology. I realized recently that to get a pro rating on or on um, Letterbox, you basically just have to pay for the ads free version. Holy shit! No way. Pro pro rating isn't a testament to your skill or acumen of writing reviews. It's like a person who has basically paid to not have ads or to help support what? the system. It didn't yeah, have to do with how good your reviews were. Or no, related? I never. I never said it did. I just I was apologizing because you were always like you were you were shit talking pro ratings, and I wasn't defending them. It was more of just I always said it like that actually meant something. Like on Rotten Tomatoes, where they're super reviewers. Oh, it, it it actually does mean something. It means they're bigger losers than I thought they were. <laughs> Come at them. Go off. Uh, Jesus Christ. No, I'm sure people use Letterbox for legitimate purposes. Um. <laughs> There's got to be some function to ha- like pain, right? Like, what else? What else do you get besides the fucking pro rating sticker? Like, pull through 
priority, remove ads, add profile stats, activity and service filters, favorite streaming services, watch list alerts, and more. So I guess like if there's like movies that I see a trailer for, I could like pre- press a button and it will alert me when those movies are going to come out or coming up or something like that. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it's worth it, but IMDb does that for me already yeah. on my mm-hmm. phone. Like it tells me when stuff is coming out and stuff and I don't pay a, I don't pay a dime. I mean, this is probably also more geared towards people who like want to be movie reviewers for a profession or like, okay. I know I, it's still stupid, but I could see where if it was like, I was going to use this as like, I'm going to post reviews and I'm going to use this to try to get legitimate work going for some of those ex- extra features might be more useful to me hmm. than me as somebody who's not doing that. They'll just look up on Google. When is this movie I want to see come out? Like now I'm insanely interested in the uh the letterbox lore uh there's no way we can cut this now because it's too long of a conversation but uh i'm insanely interested in the letterbox lore now because like do people do letterbox as a supplemental thing to their other reviewing like reviewer like goals like do they have like a youtube channel where they review movies but they also do a letterbox thing like sort of like a sort of as like Rotten Tomatoes, there are a number of times I've come across a review that's just a hyperlink to their blog. Oh, interesting. Where they okay. have fuller reviews. So sometimes people do use that to cross-promote their blogs or whatever. Yeah. Um, but this is no longer a funny bit, so we're going to No, no, it's to... more just interesting. Like, because it's more like, because I love to like learn how let things me, work. Let me rephrase that. We're not postponing the movie any longer, so we need to move on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and we need to get to my bit because, as I told you before the record, I'm bringing something. I'm bringing some new heat today. Um, okay. I couldn't bring myself to write something. <laughs> Got one of those so, ancho chili bits. Yeah, I I, I couldn't uh, bring myself to write and more like this because I could uh-huh. not write something so droll and so like equally oh. tone as this. I've written so, with you. Yes, you can. Fuck you. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> I am bringing a new bit um, to this uh, that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, And uh, the name of the bit is, what movie are we in? So um, what I am about to send to you, Mike, in um, our Facebook chat, a link, uh, a PDF document um, of lines of dialogue that we're going to read back and forth to each other. We're going to finish the entire thing, um, and then you're going to tell me what movie we're in. Um, there is, uh, it might, this one might be very obvious. I kind of load-balled it for this first one, but we'll see, we'll see where it goes. For this purposes, I'm going to play uh-huh. Dad, and you're going to play okay. Barry. Are you I'm ready? Barry. You're Barry. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Honix. Oh, Dad, you surprised me. <laughs> Have you decided uh, what you're interested in, son? Well, there's a lot of choices. But you only get one. (laughs) Dad, do you ever get bored doing the same job every day? Son, let me tell you something about stirring. You grab that stick, and you just move it around, and you stir it around. Mm -hmm. You get yourself Mm -hmm. in the rhythm. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, sure you do. Okay. You know, Dad, the more I think... Sorry, let me... You know, Dad, the more I think about it, (laughs) maybe the honey field just isn't right for me. What's the deal with that? <laughs> oh my God, Don Knotts. Uh, 
And you think, <laughs> and you're you're thinking of what making balloon animals? That's a bad job for a guy with a stinger. Well, no, <laughs> Janet, your son's not sure he wants to go into honey. Yeah, this is the B movie. Okay, <laughs> wait, 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 wait for me to ask. This is Mike. the B movie. Mike, what movie are we at? <laughs> Return to Mayberry. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, it is the B movie. Um. Which means, like I said, low ball one. I mean, how many things could like have a stinger? Um, mm-hmm. But um, because, but I kind of wanted to low ball it anyway because I wanted you to win. Because uh, this is part of Madison. I'm, I'm, I'm co-opting all my games into a just regular. I see like, Madison's carnival of bits. Yeah, Madison's carnival of bits. Like, come, okay. come play my games um, and uh, win my rich rewards. Uh, so I wanted to send you the menu that I created shortly before this, um, that I'm pretty proud of, which I am also sending to you in the Facebook chat. I'll have you describe this. All right. It looks like a Monopoly card, uh, orange, the font as well. Uh, well, it's black, but it looks like Monopoly. It says medicine rewards programs. Uh, three wins. I get an earnest compliment. Five wins. I get a random gift from Madison's. 10 wish 10 wins is a wish and 15 wins 15 wins madison will write the full script to a movie of your choice that we have pitched all wins once cashed are non-refunded and cannot be used as a stand-in for any currency outside of the madison's rewards program yes so if you really want to save up i will write a full script of one of our movies that we pitched um, I promise to you, it will not be 150 pages. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking, if you wanted to save up for that ever um, in the history of... Because I probably won't change yeah, we'll this. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but I will, um, I will absolutely uh, write a full script and probably arrange a reading of some sort. Hey, if you want if you want to right now, Mike, you can cash in those three wins and you can get an artist compliment from me. Um, you I'm have good. three now. Uh, you... I have always had to prompt you for compliments, so at this point, I'm not going to pay for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll save yeah. up for a wish and punish you. Okay. I do. I do realize there may be like a a quick hack to this. You could save up ten for a wish. I don't know why yeah. I'm telling you this. And oh, then and then wi- I could wish for you to do a screenplay. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can wish for me to do a screenplay. Uh-huh. I never. I didn't think about that till just right now. Too late. Well. Oh well. You, the rules anyway. are in the books, and you said this isn't going to change. Yeah. Sorry, all the regulations have gone against me, so that, what you That's put on this true. game, so I'm kind of clutching onto this one for myself. There's a lot of exploits. Uh, there's a lot of exploits in the uh, uh, the Madison Wish program that you could do. But uh, <laughs> I should have added another star at the end of that. Anyway, um, <laughs> also, you can't wish for more wishes. I know. We, you, you have definitely covered the fact that there is only one wish. So are you ready? Oh, do you have anything so else ready. you want to talk about no i want you to talk now extensively about what is this is and what's happening so mike you asked me to write a story or write write a sequel to johnny tremaine but mm-hmm. more importantly the twist was to write a song it um, was specifically verse. two verses and a chorus that's all yeah. like, if you went farther than that great you were only on the hook for two verses and a chorus yeah so I sort of cheated a little bit. Um, not really cheated. I kind of just, I, I may have overworked, if anything. 
because okay. I definitely wrote more than two verses and a, oh, okay. and a chorus. Yeah, that's fine. Um, because like I kind of wanted to tell a story through the song, mm-hmm. I was like, uh, how do I get as much information into the song and the story as possible? Kind of like co-opt my work, like try to push it all yeah. into the same kind of thing that I'm working on. So I sort of did like a bard song of like, uh, oh, hear tell of the story of Johnny Tremaine uh, sort of thing. And that is what this whole thing is. So I'm going to read that. There's not going to be any music. I I don't have any music to play. Hmm. But um, it is sort of like a long poem that you might hear uh, (laughs) like in a uh, that you could put music over. Just do it to the tunes of Sons of Liberty. Something, something, something's Liberty Tree. That's all I remember. I only remember the Liberty Tree part. So my inspiration for the story that I wanted to write for this um, was mm-hmm. based on just a little thing that Johnny said at one point in the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, whenever there's nothing to work with, I think we always sort of, like, edge towards the supernatural a little bit (laughs) or scientific there's a point in the movie where johnny is riding a horse um he's learning to ride a horse and he says something to the tune to the horse uh oh no goblin could scare you (laughs) or something like that Uh or like like it's something like that and i'm like well that's that's something to work off of so Here we go. (laughs) Johnny Tremaine, A Bard's Tale. Oh, let us tell us the tale of Johnny (laughs) Tremaine, a man with a webbed hand and a tale too cruel for the brain. From Boston he hailed a blacksmith's ward. Aimed to end the British rule of the colonies, yet he could barely hold a sword. With Adams and (laughs) Revere... It's gonna be this the entire time. Get fucking ready. With Adams and Revere and other friends did he repel the red coat scum. Little did he know the true evil of Boston was yet to come. (laughs) While he did slay... (laughs) While he did slay a few redcoats from the brush of Dung Hills, his next challenger would prove in this world there are hidden evils. <sighs> to say Boston was a hellmouth of goblin lore would be an understatement, for every citizen knew not the eldritch portal that lived beneath their basement. Hello, Ball State. I need to call about revoking Madison's English degree. <laughs> Yes, I'll hold. Actually, let me hold this on the phone. Go ahead. The Dean of English is on the phone. (laughs) Okay. Goblins. Goblins were just the surface, masked with shades of human peach. Johnny did not know he was amongst these demons, so close to his reach. Yes, Revere. Yes, Revere was one of these ilk that sought the British to flee, for he was a goblin king. Okay. <laughs> who, wanted to, <laughs> who wanted to expel all the way that refused to bend the knee. Johnny discovered this secret by accident once. 
So Revere banished him to the abyss where many a monster hunts. Before you continue, just a question. Is this uh-huh. also the pitch? The whole thing's a bard song? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to go back and elaborate on anything? <laughs> no, you can have questions at the end, I guess. Fair but um, I'm going to need to find a pen so I can remember to write all these down. Oh, my God. From bottom to top, five levels of the abyss did Johnny climb. <laughs> his, his revenge on Revere was his fuel. And there would be no liberty to save him this time. At the bottom of the hole, he was met with silence and frost. Johnny was convinced that all hope was lost. That was until he met a new friend. Benedict Arnold was his name. And he too was thrown down there to meet his end. Arnold had betrayed Liberty's sons after learning Revere's truth. A traitor, they labeled him, so they sentenced him to a fate most uncouth. There in the bottom did Arnold let him know that in the Hellmouth lived ravenous beasts that were much worse than the goblin foe. At the bottom of this hole lived cursed dwarves of old, their beards made of spikes and their tempers so bold. (laughs) So fucking stupid. In fact, just as they finished their conversation, a number of these dwarves interrupted them without hesitation. Gold, 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 they shouted in violent tone. Arnold then hid behind Johnny like a coward, cravenous to the bone. I can't. Trumaine did not shiver, though, as he had a plan. He knew in his heart that he had the upper hand. (laughs) That one was bad. Oh, that one? <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I That's didn't the one that. where you drew the line. From his jacket, he pulled his buttons away from their holes. He then handed them to the dwarves, who ooed and awed at the tolls. Benedict and Tremaine were then granted and guided the way to leave. Little did the dwarves know, though, that they had been deceived. While the buttons on Johnny's jacket definitely appeared to be of high class, in reality. They were nothing but finely engraved glass. Sorry. Finely engraved brass. I was going to say, what a wild glass buttons. As they climbed the hill to the next level, Johnny and Arnold laughed at how easy it was to avoid that trouble. Have you ever heard the word meter before? Uh, what? Meter? Yeah. You, gave, you, you made me... Put your secret of Johnny Tremaine. There's nothing to work I asked with. you for two verses in a chorus. I <laughs> <laughs> the logical step was a bard song. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not bad. Mid-chuckle, they were stopped in their tracks, however, by the ghost of a wizard with a particular endeavor. Uh, <laughs> you see this lich had no company in this horrid place. Besides the echoes of whispers spoken by those who have sinned throughout all time and space. These whispers had clearly driven the ghoul mad, and he intended to keep both heroes there forever, so he would no longer be sad. Oh my god. 
Johnny, however, had a scam at the ready to school this school with a gaslit levy. Johnny told the girl. Madison has turned away from the microphone and hunched over double in laughter. Oh no. They've hit, struck their microphone. Johnny told the ghost that he was just dreaming and that they were just a foolish desire that the lich's psyche was misperceiving. Oh my god, Madison. The lich then hung his head very slack, and with a deep sigh, it left and stopped blocking their track. To the third level they entered, this one quite confusing. It was a maze with many turns and dead ends that made for fraught perusing. Oh my god. After one turn, they finally found a way to the end. It was not an exit, however, but a minotaur friend. (laughs) (sighs) Although they cowered, the bullish monster did not attack. Instead, he told them the answer of how to get back. He told them that to escape the maze, they must each make a great sacrifice. That whatever they gave had to be worth a lot to suffice. Yeah. (laughs) Benedict grimaced as he gave the monster his eyes, knowing that he would no longer be able to read, write, or smize. Mike had gotten up. (laughs) Mike has gotten up. He has left the frame. He has left the frame. He is gone. He is completely gone. I am waiting for him to come back because he's not missing this. I'm ready to continue. Okay. Johnny Tremaine was more clever and bold. And often... (laughs) Johnny Tremaine was more clever and bold. And offered the Minotaur nothing of his body but the life of Arnold. Jesus. Johnny offered his new friend's soul up for offer. Arnold, Arnold's... What? He offered his friend's soul up for offer? Yep. Okay. (laughs) I didn't do a second pass at this. Can you tell? What? Wait, so you just wrote that for this. You haven't... This hasn't been in a drawer for like a decade? Yeah, yeah, there's no no, uh, pitch options. I mean, some people are interested, but they're... uh, Sure. Johnny offered his new friend Soul up for offer. Arnold's help and company was appreciated, but Johnny was an imperialist shill, and he would not risk his own coffer. (laughs) With that, the Minotaur charged and gored Arnold's chest. As his life slipped away... Tremaine had completed his quest. He climbed to the surface and was met with with Revere, who wondered how in the world could Johnny possibly be here? Johnny told the tale of how he bested the monsters of Boston's deeps and aimed to expose Revere for the company he keeps. Revere laughed and hawed at the tale, Johnny spun, as Johnny did not realize that the Sons of Liberty and the Goblins had already won. For Johnny had showed the world that there was a greater evil evil than theirs, and it was Johnny whose treatment of those he deemed lesser was hard to compare. From that day forward, all that heard the story would refrain from ever uttering anything good, honorable, or enjoyable about Johnny Tremaine. That's it. (laughs) 
Okay, uh, a hundred questions. So, because Johnny was such a horrible person in the depths under Boston, um, he was the greatest monster of all, truly, in the end. Does that make sense? No, not at all. Did they skip two levels of the Hellmouth? No. There was the dwarves, the wizard, and the minotaur, right? Yeah. I thought you said there were five. Did I say there were five? Yeah, you did. Well... There are three. <laughs> so just to make sure I sum up for anyone who mm-hmm. is just now tuning in. Um, Johnny Tremaine accidentally discovered Paul Revere was the Goblin King. Yes. So he was banished to Hellmouth where yeah. they met some dwarves. I apparently blacked out because I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened with the dwarves. Except for the fact that Johnny gave them brass buttons. They demanded for... gold. They demanded gold for them to pass. You see, it was so like he a paid toll. them with brass buttons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me let me go back. Let me go back. No, no, it's fine. You're fine. Uh, after that, they ascended, and they met a ghost wizard who demanded that they stay and be his friend. And Johnny tricked him by making him believe they were ghosts or whatever. And then they escaped to meet a minotaur who demanded they give up something precious. So Paul, uh, Benedict, I almost said Cumberbatch, Benedict Arnold, uh, gave up his eyes so he couldn't read, and that's it. And Johnny gave up the life of Benedict Arnold. Yes. And he's he's the most now hated person in American history. Yeah, exactly. And not any of the goblins or no Thomas no. Jefferson. Because what what, what like evil that. did they do? Slavery I mean, in the, in the story. Yeah, still slavery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, more in the fiction of this story, Johnny Tremaine was the true evil. Not really, though. He gaslit and tricked dwarves, and, like, he he killed his friend Benedict that he met in the depths. Yeah, they're not friends. I mean, they were friends. They were helping each other. Does it say that they became friends in in the text of your pitch? If we're going within the fiction, does the actual story say there, Prince? No editing it. Johnny offered his new friend's soul up for offer in that great line that I wrote, that where well, I said offer twice. I I definitely agree that wasn't a line that you wrote. <laughs> okay, what did you want? What did you what did you what did you want from me? <laughs> It's a bard's poem. Yeah, it's a bard's poem. It's it's kind of like I mean I imagine this would be another one of those sort of like school films where like uh, where Johnny like, Tremaine sacrifices yeah. the soul of Benedict Arnold to a Minotaur. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's a sequel Jesus to Johnny Christ. Tremaine, the logical sequel to Johnny Tremaine, where Paul Revere is a goblin. And what do the goblins want? They want the British to leave because right. because the british would never bend the knee to the goblin king it's right there in the it's right there in the song there's so much in the song madison um <laughs> and yet not enough it seems there's so much of all the wrong details yeah it's kind of like so a, the americans it, did bend the it, knee it's it's a great it's a great yeah the americans did bend the knee so they, yeah. they would they were willing to bend the knee to the goblin after king. after that whole war about not bending the knee any longer <laughs> They ended it by bending the knee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. they were fine with bending to the Goblin King. They just didn't okay. want they they clearly all they took, cared about in the first movie 
was the tea. That's all it seemed like they cared about. I mean, I hesitate to comment on whether or not you did it, but it is over. <laughs> Listen, I I really latched onto the goblin thing. And I was like, okay, how do I write a story with goblins? And then I was like, well, I can't do this like fi- high like fantasy thing with Johnny Tremaine. I can't I can't imagine like what that would be. So I'm like, oh, this whole movie is sort of like a sort of like a folk tale in itself, mm-hmm. right? Like about this kid who was like in between the gaps of the story of the American Revolution, right? You know, like, so I'm like, oh, yeah, like, so it's sort of like a bard song that you would like uh-huh. hear in a bar about some great hero, that unsung hero or whatever. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to write a bard song. <laughs> and that's what I got um, um, where he climbed three to five levels of <laughs> three I mean, to five I'm willing, levels. I'm willing to believe the Minotaur let the, help them skip two levels since they sure. were willing to sacrifice. There we go. Yeah, it's in the fiction uh, of the story. You read between the lyrics. Yeah, you read yeah. between the lyrics there. Jesus Christ, Madison. I... Much more interesting than if I actually wrote a script to the sequel of Johnny Tremaine. <laughs> <laughs> probably i get yeah i don't i'm now i'm just trying to decide if this is more unhinged than your beetlejuice 2 pitch or not this might be the most unhinged thing you've ever done <laughs> this is the farthest off the cliff you've ever driven anyway you did it i i i set you up with a stinker so i got what i got <laughs> there was... also i think it i think i need to hear it a few more times not right now but I think oh, after I'll, I'll, to I'll repeat it. No, like, I, know. I can go, I can go over it. Um, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. What, I'll listen to the episode. That's what we could do to out. fill up the time. I could like just repeat no, it no, over no. and over again. I think everyone's going to be real pleased with a shorter episode <laughs> here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think there was just too much for me. Like because it's a poem, there was too much for me to just like. If you had read this as a pitch, I think I would have followed like a little bit better the first mm-hmm. time. As a poem, I'm like following the rhyme more than really the content for some of it so i'm kind of like i'm sure there's more that i'm forgetting about this because it was um all joking aside this is trash and you calling it a poem really hits me in some some weird thing so i am going to publish this under a pseudonym name of okay. uh and moans um okay. which oh, is also my porn name, name. yeah it's also my porn name is jadison moans uh <laughs> jadison l moans um <laughs> uh yeah because i really don't want this to follow me anywhere outside of this episode <laughs> as like a poem that madison wrote once <laughs> um what do you call it mm. what's the, the ba- sequel called the ballad of or, or the the bard song of johnny tremaine the bard song of johnny tremaine all right by well, Jettison L. Moans. <laughs> full title. The full title of the movie <laughs> is the full title of Johnny Tremaine by Jettison L. Moans. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, as I said, you definitely did it. I gave you, I I, I lobbed up a stinker for you. Uh, and this is probably the best case scenario based off of the movie that you had to go from. Yeah. I mean, it could have been worse <laughs> yeah this could have been johnny tremaine to the porn parody sequel or whatever the porn sequel 
if you want to like put this as a strike against me that I did not, I, I could have failed this challenge. It's possible we failed the challenges. That's true. We should probably figure out what the punishment is. Not, I'm, I'm, you did it. I mean, you gave me what I asked for. A sequel. To, I told you the sequel. The pitch could be whatever you wanted. I don't care about the pitch itself. It was the song. I wanted two choruses, two verses and a chorus. I'd argue maybe there's not a chorus, but even then, this is far and above beyond the brief I gave you. So, all right, Madison. Well, if you did it, that's credits on another episode of the Equalizers. Madison Jones. Tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. And everywhere else podcasts are found, including the Bard section of the D&D Player's Handbook. And at Bards and Nobles. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers. And as always, that's spelled E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in sequel. Like in sequel. There was a moment where I was like, are you waiting for me? Or are you not waiting for me? Or were you reading something? No, there was a moment where I was waiting for you. And then legitimately my brain went, wait, shit, what comes next? I waited too long and my brain got out of the flow and forgot what came next. I thought I needed to hit the beat so it could like trigger the next sentence in your yeah. mind. It's I, I have the flow down if I keep going. I pause long enough that I got out of that flow. My brain went, wait, what comes after that now? What comes next is asking for you to give us a review and a rating on anywhere you find the podcast. I mean, we post it on Twitter and Facebook from Spotify or Podbean. Just you could go there. That works. iTunes, Google, whatever they do now. And I Smashcaster, Bop Listen, uh, anywhere like that. I cannot stress this enough. Jadison L. Moans wrote this poem, not Madison Jones. Whenever you reference, don't. I don't want that analytics on me. D- put Jadison L. Moans in any review that you do. Follow your heart, listener, because medicine punished you with this as well. So if you if your grim retribution is ruining Madison's analytics. My brand! My brand! Oh, God. Special thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song, Two Steps Stratton, off their debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching Banana Boys. And as always, that's spelled B-O-Y-E-S, like an oh yes. The full album is available on all streaming services now. Madison, I gave the challenge, so it's your turn to pick what we do next, if you oh, want. God. I have a, something if you want me to go, but I, I kind of picked the movie before this, and then I did a challenge, so... I made you suffer through this horrible thing that I did. I will let no. you choose the next one. Yeah, you choose. If you got something, go right ahead. Next time, Madison Jones and I solve the true mystery of how to catch them all with Detective Pikachu. Oh, okay. I was actually going to suggest this. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, thought, I thought about this the other day because once we watched Boss Baby, I was like, what other animated things could we do and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking about Detective Pikachu and that I guess it's like half animated, half real life, but um but yeah, it's uh I'm excited for that. That that that's awesome. There's not a lot of Pokemon stuff we could have done. Um not really. This is kind of like the only one, right? Uh so if we wanted to like take it to podcast court, we could probably do the remake of Mewtwo Strikes Back. Sure. Since there's nothing else in that animation style, but yeah, yeah. That we're getting crunchy with the rules. Yeah. 
after only two years. I mean, we are the podcast lawyers as well as well That's as the true. writers of the law. So um, I think we have a little um, we have a lot of leeway, I think. We can get away with anything. Well, then clearly in next from this week. episode. <laughs> God. This is going to be a classic. How we always reference Beetlejuice 2 as like mm-hmm. our most. Th- this is going in as one of those. Like you have created a instant classic Equalizers episode of with Johnny Tremaine. Sorry, the Bard Song of Johnny Tremaine by Jadison L. Moans. By Jadison L. Moans. Say it again. Jadison L. Moans. I didn't. Yeah. Um, then next time, tune in for Detective Pikachu 2. So. For the Equalizers, I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll, Toby McGuire. Sign that. To be continued, Toby Toby McGuire. McGuire. Yes, we are the sons.